You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above, an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. This is Bradley Martin reporting from the end of the world. Yes, it's another dystopian future full of horrible climate, barren wastelands, and Tom Hanks with a dog and a robot. Not all now, Tom Hanks has built a robot to ensure the survival of his dog when he's gone, because he's got a severe case of the UV radiation and eventually will pass away from it. That is the synopsis for the Apple Plus movie, Finch. Original title, Bios. Or maybe those are flip-flop now. You tell me, IMDb. But I'm not going to be talking about the end of the world alone, because that's a very sad thing. With me, I have Division One Regional Champion Motorball. Tessa's with us. What, what, what? And also the creator of the AI that documents all the end of the world happening, hippity and hoppity spots. Santi is with us. I have intelligence that is artificial. That is correct. And she certainly will catch all the criminals through her psychological knowledge of the criminal mind, the criminal robot mind. Marina is with us today. It takes a robot to know. <laughs> we're, yes, we're talking about Finch starring Tom Hanks, a dog, and also... Not a bird. A robot named Jeff, played by Caleb Landry-Jones. What was the dog's name in this? Goodyear. March? Scat? Scramp? Goodyear. Goodyear. Goodyear, like the tires. Of course it was Michelin. Goodyear. So as you can see, <laughs> I am not as attached to dogs as most people are, be them domesticated, wild, or on a movie screen. So did I enjoy this? Maybe. But what did you all think about this so we could put our best foot forward? Uh, well, I cried. I don't know about you guys. Maybe it's, maybe I just have to, maybe you have to be a dog person. I'm a cat person, and 10 minutes into this, I'm like, this movie's going to make me cry, isn't it? Because any sort of film with a father figure type older dude, you know, getting sick, not doing so hot, and then a pet. And then also you have, like, an AI that's, like, all cute and naive and, like, hey, what's up? I, I want to be friends with you, you know. I, I just know I'm being set up to have the rug pulled out from under me. I was definitely endeared. And it's Tom Hanks to boot. Yeah. This movie was just like pulling at all the strings, hitting all the triggers. Oh, it's got so many feels. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a heavy one, y'all. 
Tom Hanks actually at the beginning has two dogs, a living, breathing one made of a, a biological behavior and what I like to call his little robot dog, which is more of a beta version, like a beta testing to train and help the Dewey. dog survive. Dewey, thank you. What y'all think of the robot dog and how that played out? I mean, I won't say how it played out, but I did love the fact that he was... It's like he was a moon rover mixed with a dog mixed with a shopping cart. And I was like, I don't know how I got so emotionally attached to something like that in the course of 30 minutes, but damn, did they do it. So I'm wondering if uh, Boston, was it Boston Dynamics? Did they have anything to do with like helping with this at all? I wonder, did you guys catch who was uh, in charge of those? On fabrication? I admittedly did not do a ton of in-depth research into this. I tried to because a lot of this is still kind of under wraps. I think there's an embargo until the third. Yeah, I was not able to find out, but I would not be surprised at all, especially given how amazing the robot effects in this are. I don't know how much of it was practical, if any of it was practical. If it was pure CG, especially uh, Jeff, the more humanoid robot, it was like, it was seamless the entire time. There was never a point where I didn't buy it. Yeah, I tried to research a lot of this, but kept getting sidetracked by uh, Tom Hanks' performances on YouTube. Uh, Jenny Graveside, one of my favorite performances of, of all time from Forrest Gump, by the way. So, my bad. But uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff the Robot, played by Caleb Landry Jones, and a bunch of animators and puppeteers I noticed in the credits, I... Being someone who goes, eh, about the concept of a robot having a soul, was actually very much charmed by this performance. Not so much what he does with his featureless face, but with his hands. These are, I think, my favorite robot hands of all time. And they had so much personality and life to them. If you've ever um, seen a toddler try to pick something up and hand it to you because they want to be helpful, and then seeing a teenager do the same thing, like, no, this is how you do it, bud. That's somehow how they managed to evolve this robot. Well, also in his voice, too, doesn't at first he kind of talks like this. What is story? What is once upon a time? And then by the end, he's like, what is a story? What is once upon a time? I'm learning. Jeff love dog. I mean, I I, I thought his interactions with Hank's was was great um tom hanks was playing a character who is not how we usually think of tom hanks which is like affable and friendly and finch uh the titular finch is a bit curmudgeonly and that was actually kind of one of my gripes about this was tom hanks's character's um kind of lack of character development versus finch finch develops way more which i guess you know he has like a lower bar kind of to start from as far as like development um but finch just kind of is paranoid and doesn't like humans and i think some of that maybe didn't play out because i noticed two people were originally casted that did not show up in the movie at all uh ski Ulrich being one of them who is uh listed as being in the cast i don't know if those two other people the other one was uh samira wiley I don't know if they dropped because of like COVID. I think they were filming this in Mexico like a couple of years ago. And I, yeah, I don't know if it's like COVID related or what, but I think they had to change the the story 
like around that because I think they were probably supposed to run into more humans. Like that was my main gripe is they didn't run into any other humans to really develop uh, and explain uh, Finch's paranoia. Yeah, I would agree, uh, especially because we were doing another review and you were telling me about the fact that Skeet Ulrich was supposed to show up in this. And I get the feeling that had I not known that, maybe it wouldn't have been so noticeable to me because the second you mentioned that, I immediately went into the movie kind of looking to see maybe maybe uh, Skeet Ulrich does show up somewhere, maybe it's hidden, uh, maybe they put him in makeup or something, I don't know. But no, there really was no one else in this except for... Uh, Hanks, I think Hanks is really the only human being, the only actor who shows up who's on screen for more than a few seconds without being blurred out or in the background. Everybody else is very much uh, kind of hidden away. And I thought there were a couple scenes where I thought maybe this was where someone was going to show up and either they shot it and cut it or they originally scripted it that way and just decided not to shoot it at all. Um, so maybe it was just because I was aware that that was something that they had originally done that made it noticeable, the lack of other people. But even if that was the case, I would say that that's really my only thing I could say as a criticism of this whole thing. And it's not a big one. All right. Well, Santi, what did you think of Finch, Jeff, the dog, this journey? You know, I, this was a, definitely one of the most beautiful movies I've seen in a long time. It looked really darn cool. Um very Apple-esque of everything to look just pristine, even though they're in this, like, ruined world. Um, Hanks, I actually thought he was playing a, a rather similar character. I got Castaway vibes many times throughout this movie, especially when he was badgering Jeff as if he were uh, Wilson. Um, <laughs> def- a dead thing that's a living thing, like he's talking to something that is not alive. Yeah, and... And, and while that is necess- probably not something that you're, I feel like you're biased against robots, um, but I want <laughs> to think that this robot has feelings, or at least that's the portrayal that it has, and I certainly bought it. I, I really liked Jeff. I thought he was an adorable robot, if it was a he, they, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, th- very good points about like, you know, the desolate nature of this film like maybe this is cinema in a post-covid world um which i'm actually here for it there was something kind of cool about the fact that there was nobody around for me maybe because like i'm right now in this house by myself and i was like this is appropriate i can empathize with this lonely man and i live with seven dogs so that's actually like another thing that seven <laughs> so that's a so that is another thing that i was kind of like very endeared about because I often wonder about what's going to happen to my dogs if something happens while I'm not here or if, you know, something happens to me. And, yeah, that's why I thought this – I know. I was wondering. I was like, I need to get Jeff <laughs> or a Jeff or build a Jeff. Um, but, yeah, I thought this buddy movie was well executed. I think that the acting was, you know, what I expected from Hanks. Um, I'm never, like, over or underworld by Tom Hanks. I'm very much just whelmed. Um which, you know, was appropriate. Um, also, I also looked for Skeet Ulrich. And, that, and and while I read about that stuff before the film as well, I kind of forgot about it while I was watching it. Um, maybe I just, you know, didn't care that much um, about the alternate characters. But I did get, yeah, the, the paranoia part was interesting. But then I was, like, fearful of it kind of devolving into a different movie. 
um, which often happens in post-apocalyptic worlds where it's like, oh, somebody has this ulterior motive and there's a hard currency that is like fucking cigarettes or something. And it just kind of like invalidates, I don't know, the environment, mm-hmm. yeah. I suppose, because they're trying to, I don't know, have some social commentary, which was completely absent in this film. When the second that you said that movies can turn into something else when they kind of introduce the the human aspect of whatever it is they're talking about, one of one of the ones that I always really complain about is uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, where it's like two thirds of the film is about one thing, and then when they introduce that human element in the third act, it becomes something completely different, and you're like, it's not inferior; it's just so different that it doesn't really gel with what we've been watching before. And I'm glad that this had that consistency throughout to not bring something else in and try to bring in this social commentary of how, look, human beings are the true monsters. It's like. I think that they conveyed that perfectly just by explaining, and this is just a line that Tom Hanks has saying, yes, it was a solar flare that pretty much destroyed the environment, but it's not what ultimately destroyed us. We did that because people didn't do what they were supposed to do. And those who did survive became angry and became dangerous. And I think that reflects, I think it's a great way to reflect how even before the disaster, he was someone who, for various reasons that we learn, was kind of avoidant of human relationships, how he always worked better on his own. And I think that is a great way to, uh, I think that's a great way to introduce and evolve the relationship between him and Jeff, who is slowly over the course of it becoming more human and wants that connection that tom hanks is having to reluctantly enter into because his creator is an introvert exactly (laughs) tough break he didn't he didn't make uh jeff to be his companion he just wants someone to take care of his dog he's like (laughs) you don't even care just like take care of my dog um yeah i just thought it was it was just weird that finch didn't really have any sort of like character like development as far as like trusting people i thought finch would eventually learn to trust people and it i feel like he just didn't really grow as a person (laughs) well he is an adult man do adult men grow into better people uh carry that into your final thoughts (laughs) wow (laughs) a little harsh um no no it's (laughs) i I, yeah i gotta say that's probably my only gripe with this film like me and melina were saying was that tom hanks's character didn't really get get to grow much from where he started at the beginning of the film i mean the the most he trusted the robot was like well i guess i'll trust you with my dog and i guess you can you know drive the van uh reluctantly um i gotta say there were some interesting things like the intro to this has a very like t2 vibe with like the desolate landscape and the way it pans but instead of like a man killing robot like stepping on a skull we have tom hanks like whistling and singing to himself which is very refreshing for a post-apocalyptic film so um I don't know. This is a little different than than most uh, post-apocalyptic films. You know, this isn't quite I Am Legend, you know, uh, with Will Smith stuck with his dog. It's a little different. Um, we don't have any vampire zombies chasing him. Uh, all of his demons are uh, his own or uh, other people. Uh, there's a really funny point at the beginning, too, where he does like an Austin Powers, like 15 point turn in a giant ass truck. And I couldn't help but giggle <laughs> a little bit. Um, I don't know. Just be ready with. Hey, no, no, she stop it. My cat's trying to harass me. Sorry. Um, gotta I got to get a robot to uh, watch my cat. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, have your tissues ready. This is a good sci-fi film. I feel like they they missed out on some storyline that they probably had to scrap for reasons unknown. Um, Jeff is a great design. One of my favorite movies is Short Circuit. So this obviously... Uh, Johnny Five is alive. Five is alive. Um, <laughs> I know it's so great. Um, yeah, I got to give this eight out of ten uh, reluctant uh, puppies warming to a robot. <laughs> nice, Santi. Oh, I love the reference to Johnny Five is alive. Yeah, Short Circuit was an awesome film, and I felt as attached to the robots in this film as I did to Johnny. Johnny Five, for sure. I also think that this film creates a pretty interesting little universe that I'm curious about. I want to. I want a shitty sequel that stars Jeff and uh, Goodyear the dog, where you know they encounter humans and you know Jeff gets bullied and has a you know uh, a coming of age story. And you know I'm here for it, honestly. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that uh, all around, a lot of people are going to really like this film. Um, and I definitely am on board with that. I'll stop talking about how much I like it. I feel like we're going to have a little bit of a contrast here with, uh, with, 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 with Brad, but I guess we'll see what happens. That said, um, I'm also going to give this film an eight out of 10 and the clever Jeff is going to be eight out of 10, really just adorable puppies because I have one on my lap right now. This is this is Poppy, everybody. Mm-hmm. We had to bring a dog into this review. It was she wouldn't stop. All right, Melina. I would also like to see a sequel to this, but I want it to be like a zany road comedy in the style of Cosby and Hope, where they're walking down the road like, hey, let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> I want it to be like an Indies 90 movie. But no, I actually really enjoyed this all the way through. I... Yes, could not help but notice that there was a storyline that was very obviously removed. But for me, I don't think that worked too much against it because I still saw a lot of character development between Finch and Jeff in the sense of their relationship with each other. As Jeff, who is imbued with pretty much every bit of knowledge that you could ever have, is childlike and has to basically learn how to interact. He has to learn ambiguity and how to not take things literally. And (laughs) it's funny and it's frustrating for Tom Hanks to have to deal with that as he's trying to get them to safety with the very limited time he's got left. And I felt that the whole way through. Um, Caleb Landry Jones, I think, gives a really wonderful and actually very layered performance, given that I think he is... I think it's probably just voice acting that he's doing. I don't know if they had him on set to deliver lines back and forth with Hanks, but it certainly comes across as natural. I love their dialogue with each other. And I love how that relationship grows. As far as uh, as far as post-apocalyptic films, this is one of the most lighthearted I've ever seen, which is not to say it does not have elements of tragedy, but this is not the road or anything like that. So if you're if you're hope if you're hoping to not experience something like that, this is safe for you. Maybe don't be fooled by the cute robots. Not something you want to show your like show to your small kids. Like maybe wait until they're a bit older. I don't know, Bradley, you've got eight, so I'm sure you're a better judge than I am. Um, but yeah, I actually quite enjoyed this a lot. I did cry, so uh, I'm going to give this uh, I'm going to give this eight and a half out of ten good old boys drinking whiskey and rye. This man goes on a tangent to explain to Jeff, you can't trust anyone. You can't go near anyone because people are dangerous. 
and you got to take care of my dog. Like, come on, man. You're building a robot to love your dog, and I'm supposed to believe that you have no hope for humanity? That, mm, seems a little disingenuous to me. Caleb Landry Jones's Jeff is wonderful, and I think that's well worth the uh, the watch. And Tom Hanks, once again, refusing to, to phone it in, I think he does a very good job, as always, because when he does display these big emotions, because that's how a child would understand them as big feelings, uh, he nails it. Like I believe that he's angry at the world and that he doesn't trust people, but just the idea that you would love a dog so much you'd build a robot, I don't believe you have anger issues then. That's so beautiful. And wow, what, what an amazing way to express unconditional love. I'm conflicted watching it, but again, love the puppeteering. Always love a Hanks performance. Love this new guy, new to me at least, Caleb Landry Jones. Love the direction of this by Miguel Sapopchenik. And Craig Luck, Ivor Powell wrote it. I'm going to look out for all three of these people in the future. So I'm going to give this seven golden finches that I saw. Ten miles down the road. Tweet tweet. Oh, tweet tweet. <laughs> tweet, tweet. Pooty wheat. Pooty wheat. Tweet tweet. I So how soon before Jeff becomes completely self-aware and starts killing people? Do you guys think? I no. mean, you can't trust other humans that aren't Finch. Like, I got to feed my dog, and he just starts cannibalizing other humans. There were some instances <laughs> where I felt like Jeff was going oh. to turn and become evil, Jeff, and. I was kind of anticipating that. Like, I thought he was. I thought he was going to kill Same. Hanks. Honestly. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I didn't think that. 